The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The teachings of the Ascended Masters are universal and available to all. The Ascended Masters themselves are the saints and sages of East and West, and their teachings incorporate the original core beliefs of all the world's major religions. No matter which religious path you follow, you will find these teachings equally compelling. This is The Open Door. Come along with us as we explore the teachings of the Ascended Masters. Here are the hosts for The Open Door, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. I want to say up front here that uh, my personal vocal uh, EQ is a bit off today. <laughs> you have no mid-range. No mid-range. I've got, I got head voice, and that's about it. <laughs> so I just want to warn you ahead of time, you may have to listen in really well. <laughs> now, I'm sure that uh, we're all familiar with this famous quote from Alexander Pope, to err is human, to forgive divine. Well, that's the focus of our program today, Forgiveness. That's right. Forgiveness is one of the greatest and most enduring gifts we can give others and ourselves. Mm. Yeah, and you know, the problem is many people, uh, most of us, I guess, <laughs> need little provocation to feel offended or slighted or injured by the words and deeds of others. In fact, a good deal of our present karma is wrapped up in how well or not well we <laughs> react to others mm-hmm. and the degree to which we forgive them. Well, you know, how often do we hear someone say that the words or deeds of another are unforgivable? Unfortunately, we hear such sentiment all too often. So is it any wonder that altercations and disputes can sometimes spiral out of control because of a lack of forgiveness? Well, and sometimes leading to violent confrontation, like even war. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. Needless to say, forgiveness can be a very powerful antidote to many of the modern ills we experience. It's, it's incredible what it can do. Yeah. It, it's a very good thing, but as we know, it's not always easy. Well, you're certainly right about that. You know, touting the virtue of forgiveness is easy when we're not in the throes of our human tendency to take offense, to feel wronged or maligned, to perceive that we're being diminished in some unforgivable way. Yeah, and it's in the moment itself when the real test arrives. <laughs> isn't it? And it isn't always over some big thing either. You no, know, no, it's not. You know, the Ascended Masters teach that we would do well to avoid feeling irked and irritated, seemingly minor emotions. They tell us that there is, no, there, is, there is more danger than we realize in feeling aggravation, agitation, frustration, and impatience, even in small doses. Yeah, you know, all of these feelings and all of their forms can cause us to release our light in ways that are not healthy for our souls, even when we think that these are, you know, small things, that they're somehow inconsequential. They all make a difference, and they all cause us to make karma. And small is relative. I mean, how many times have we said that every thought, motive, word, and deed creates? Not just the big, noisy, noticeable ones. (laughs) That's good. (laughs) So we are faced with numerous opportunities throughout a typical day to choose between impatience, for example, and forbearance. 
If someone does something that would normally cause us to grind our teeth, what if we silently offered patience and graciousness instead? Well, it's certainly not difficult to imagine how much better things would probably turn out if we chose to be kind and graceful instead of critical and aggravated. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's easy to imagine how the world would be changed if we chose grace and forgiveness over taking offense and feeling wronged. But like you said a moment ago, it ain't easy. No, it's not. Forgiveness is actually a very high and important spiritual discipline. And something we must realize is that forgiveness is not simply something we offer to others. Forgiveness must, as they say, begin at home. You know, it could perhaps be a truism to say this, but if we cannot forgive ourselves, which is interesting, Mm. we can't truly forgive others. All of us carry some residue of unforgiveness of ourselves within, and this is a residue we must be willing to deal with, you know, if we desire to make real progress on the spiritual path. You know, and God loves us, and when we fail or refuse to forgive, we deny that love. Mm-hmm. So God knows we're human, <laughs> and he forgives us even before we ask for forgiveness. We're the ones who have to decide that we're really worthy of forgiveness. You know, and, and then we can bask in the full beam of God's love without exception, provision, or condition. Boy, what a glorious, <laughs> unadulterated exchange with God we can have then. Yeah. You know, when we're talking about God's energy and the purity of the full exchange of this energy between our own heart and the heart of God, we have to realize that when this energy is diluted, diminished, or cut off, we do suffer. Our mental and emotional health is affected. Even our physical health can be negatively impacted. And as we've said, one of the primary keys to ensuring this continuous flow is forgiveness. And again, we're talking about forgiveness in all situations, not just the big ones. <laughs> That's right. The Every, quote, sin, unquote, big or small, real or imagined, is worthy of forgiveness from within as well as without. And, you know, illness has been, la- has been linked uh, with a lack of forgiveness. So if you Google the relationship between forgiveness and disease, you will find article after article supporting this very point. And, you know, you really don't have to go any further than your own experience to understand the reality of the link between these two things. Try being more forgiving with yourself and others and see how differently you feel. Yeah, yeah how much better you feel. Yeah. Well, it's really that simple. We all have ample opportunities in our lives to practice forgiveness and reap the benefits. Yeah, and you say practice, and that's really <laughs> a good way to put it, because forgiveness does take practice. Oh, boy, does it. You know, it also takes patience and perseverance, because, again, as we've said earlier, there are some things that most of us may struggle to forgive. So if it doesn't come easy at first, well, forgive yourself and keep on keeping on. And the rewards are certainly worth the effort. You know, when we set about naming today's program, we settled on the gift of forgiveness as our title. You know, if we get into the habit of understanding that forgiveness is really a gift, one that we're always free to give, then we'll also come to the realization that forgiveness is essentially a selfless act. Yeah. You know, and we needn't make a show of forgiveness. It's much better as a silent act than as a spectacle. And I think more good accrues to our souls when no one but God knows the true nature and depth of our gift. Our treasures laid up in heaven. (laughs) Precisely. Yep. Forgiveness of others is best served warm in the still, silent depths of our hearts. And needless to say, forgiving ourselves should by its nature be silent too. Of course, I suppose some might find a way of making a spectacle of self-forgiveness, but it shouldn't be a measure of how good we are, but rather of how whole we are. Either way, forgiving ourselves is essential. And now, in this vein, we will be hearing the first of two excerpts from one of Mark L. Prophet's famous discourses on cosmic law in just a few short minutes. He tells us in no uncertain terms that we must forgive ourselves if we wish to be well 
and if we desire to make real progress in our homeward journey to God. And this is a point that we really can't stress enough. Forgiveness is a very vital key to our physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual health. There are no two ways about it. You know, and speaking of spiritual health, I want to hearken back to the Alexander Pope quote you, Tom, used at the onset of today's <laughs> program. To, to err is human, to forgive divine. Forgiveness is godlike. Mm-hmm. And that is not too strong a way to characterize it. Real forgiveness comes from the very highest place within us, our divine core. Well, that's quite right. You know, forgiveness is divine. And as we like to remind all of you, our path is awakening to the light within. We are on the path of becoming godlike, of manifesting and exhibiting the qualities of God. Of course, as we'll hear Mark L. Prophet tell us in a moment, if we were all completely godlike, we'd have nothing to forgive. But because we are human, because mankind has descended from the great cosmic heights envisioned by the Spirit in the divine image, man does have something to forgive. And in the divine equation of forgiveness... There is something else we must reckon with, the negative intentions and plots of the dark forces, oh, yeah. the fallen <laughs> angels and their minions to siphon off our life force. Yeah, one of the fallen ones' most successful strategies for robbing us of our light, peace, and harmony is unforgiveness. When we fail to forgive, we cut ourselves off from our divine source, and we waste priceless portions of our light, which the fallen ones desperately need to survive. You know, and that's why the fallen ones will use any and every opportunity that presents itself to promote within us a sense of unworthiness. They tell us we're sinners, they're unworthy of forgiveness, that we're doomed by our human limitations. This is a great and unfortunate lie that all too many of us have chosen to believe. But, you know, as we've said before, nothing could be further from the truth. Mm. Yep, and we're all worthy sons and daughters of God, and it is essential that we acknowledge this truth at every opportunity. Whatever we think we may have done to cause God to turn a cold shoulder is simply not true. In fact... While we may choose to turn a cold shoulder to God, he will never choose to do that to us, especially when we sincerely pursue our oneness with him. You know, Harry, and something else. Within this concept of forgiveness of ourselves and forgiveness of our fellow man lies the means of deliverance that will literally work miracles in our body, our mind, our soul, and our spirit. As Mark Prophet says, it will provide the fruit of cosmic abundance and a pathway, a doorway that will open leading to God. And speaking of Mark Prophet. We're going to hear from him in just a few minutes as he speaks in his usual, entertaining, and elegant <laughs> manner. Love the way this guy speaks. <laughs> On the importance of forgiving ourselves and others as a sure means of enlightenment and oneness with God. But first, we've got to take a short break, so please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. 
On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. Welcome back, everyone. And hey, you guys, am I doing okay with the voice so far? You're doing good. You're getting the mid-range now. I'm starting to get a little bit of it back. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, in the following lecture excerpt, Mark Prophet explains both the virtue and the wisdom of forgiveness from an inner and outer perspective. And I'd like to point out that these excerpts we're sharing with you today come from one of Mark Prophet's many discourses on cosmic law. In fact, there are a number of compilations of Mark's discourses, sermons, lectures, and dictations available through our bookstore at tsl.org. You might want to check them out. Yep. Yeah, you know, Mark at Prophet is a unique and uniquely gifted storyteller, kind of like sitting on your grandfather's knee <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. with a special talent for engaging his listener in a way that makes what he wants to share both easy to understand and memorable. Well, I think that's the key. The same can be said for Elizabeth Clare Prophet, whose work we routinely share on this program. Both she and Mark, her twin flame, make the teachings of the Ascended Masters accessible, memorable, and perhaps best of all, practical and useful. You know, what they share is much more than high concept, academic discourse. You know, it's real down-to-earth teaching that we can be applied right now, we can use in our lives, yeah. wherever we are on our spiritual journey. Indeed. Well, on that note, Sid, I think we're ready to dive into some of that very special spiritual experience that is the very essence of Mark Prophet. Here it is. This afternoon, our subject involves forgiveness. It tells us why we must learn to forgive ourselves and why we must learn to forgive others. I presume that the average person has little idea how much a part a lack of forgiveness plays in physical illness. There are many people in the world today who are sick solely because they refuse to forgive someone else. How this works is interesting. In a way, forgiveness creates a flow. And a flow is necessary if you want to prevent arthritis. That's what I said. And it happens to be true. Arthritis is often the result of crystallized feelings that we may have a resentment against ourselves or a resentment against someone else. It is interesting how you can break up the ice packs or the congestion in your own thought and feeling world by the ritual of forgiveness. You know, thaw out. Now, at first, 
the whole idea may lambaste you. You may say, well, I don't have any feelings. I don't resent anything that people do. But let me call to your attention that one split second of thought and feeling needs to be forgiven because it has a way of solidifying and providing a sedimentation in the bottom of the test tube of the individual life. It falls down. Maybe it's only a speck of little dust. But all congestion in our feeling world is the result of a failure to forgive someone. Now maybe you forgive everybody but yourself for your own mistakes. This must be remedied by you. No one else can possibly cleanse your being of resentment except yourself. Because probably no one else knows it except the good Lord. And he isn't telling such things to other people. Now you have to actually do something about this ritual of forgiveness. If you want to really have a freeing up take place in your consciousness, the flexing of the muscles of your consciousness. If you want to really feel free and watch the burdens roll off your back, start practicing forgiveness. So forgiveness is a very vital ingredient in the nature of becoming God-like or manifesting or exhibiting the qualities of God. Of course, if we were all completely God-like, we would have nothing to forgive. But because we are human, because mankind has descended from the great cosmic heights envisioned by the Spirit in the divine image, Man has something to forgive. Now the sinister force may not be believed in by some, and I understand that it has no reality. But while you are living in a physical body and subject to all kinds of laws involving the thoughts of others and the feelings of others and the radiation of other people's energy imprint, you have to reckon with these, and that's why you have a tube of light given to you by your presence. If there were no arrows and slings of outrageous fortune that you had to deflect, you would have no need to have a tube of light. You need a tube of light from your presence because of these energies of darkness that are everywhere manifesting in the world. Now Michael, the archangel, I'm quoting the scriptures, when contending with the devil, durst not rebuke him openly, but said, The Lord rebuked thee. So we see that Michael, who sometimes wears a helmet of crystalline, impregnated light substance with faith in that helmet, when he goes into the astral realms to do his work, to help free people, finds a need to have a crystalline helmet upon him, don't you think it would be a pretty good idea if you and I had on our tube of light all the time and stood guard? You know, it is in unguarded moments that mankind find their greatest defeats. When they are so smug in their feeling and say, well, at last I've made it. You have never made it until your course is complete 
and should never have an attitude of smugness. All of us should maintain that basic humility that the law requires, because born out of humility will come the great flow of the winds of the Holy Spirit. And then mankind can ventilate all of his stored-up emotions and feelings, the pent-up and frozen emotional substance, the water of his being that's all frozen, the ice, he can melt it. But he does it by the Holy Spirit, by the Son of God, by the radiance of the light itself. Any lecture that cannot practically be translated into virtue for the people of this world is nothing but a vainglorious display of human words. But herein, in the idea, in the concept of forgiveness to ourselves, and forgiveness to our fellow men lies the means of deliverance that will work literal cosmic magic in our body, our mind, our soul, and our spirit. It will provide for us the fruit of cosmic abundance and a pathway, a doorway that will open leading to God. Let us then today make a high resolve within ourselves a resolve that never again shall any human being upon the face of this earth from a personal standpoint be able to irritate or irk us. You say that is a tall order. Why I even irk myself, you say. Don't be irked by yourself. Why? Because your real self is already perfect. Your real self is made in the divine mage the divine magic, the divine eye magic, the divine image. Yes, indeed it is. And don't be irked by yourself. <laughs> I've never heard the word mage before. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the mage as in wizard? Yeah. Kind of that context, yeah. Okay. Well, you know, we were talking about something here before the show, um, the relationship between forgiveness and karma. We can forgive, but it doesn't mean that the karma is necessarily completely erased. Well, it isn't. The karma still has to be balanced. You know, this is what Jesus taught. Every jot and tittle must be fulfilled. Yeah. So, yes, God forgives us for our mistakes and errors, but we have karma. And, you know, cosmic law says you've got to balance that. So, you know, in a way, it, it's, you know, if you're worried about forgiving somebody and them, quote, unquote, getting away with something, yeah. you know, because you forgive them, you don't have to worry about that. God <laughs> will deal with them. Judge in his mind, saith the Lord, I will repay. Yeah. So when we forgive then if we've done something, then, you know, or ask for forgiveness, then we do have that karma to balance. And, you know, it's interesting, but the masters teach us that we need a nighttime ritual. When you, just before you turn off the light to go to sleep, that you ask, think about the day and ask for forgiveness for anything you've done that day that was not right, either a sin of omission or commission. Mm -hmm. And it's important to do that because once you go to sleep, the, the day is sealed and the karma is there. But if you can ask for forgiveness before that day is sealed, then God can give it to you. And what I always say, and I pray that on the morrow I'll have the opportunity to balance the karma that I made. So in other words, it's acknowledgement, yes, God forgives me, I'm repentant for what I did that was wrong, and now God help me to balance the karma, and then I can be truly free of it. Mm -hmm. So there is this ritual that we go through, and you know, of course, this is what Jesus did. He took our sins upon him, he held that karma, so to speak, for us for these past 2,000 years, but we still got to balance it. And so we understand that forgiveness is very freeing for everyone involved, but there's still the cosmic law 
that, you know, it has to be dealt with. It has to be balanced. So don't worry if someone has done something to you that may seem unforgivable because God will deal with them. But, it, you know, the key to forgiveness, I think, is freedom for ourselves. It's enlightened self-interest to right. forgive someone else. And when we get to the Q&A, I think today, Tom, we'll have more time to talk about that. Well, that's fine. I mean, this is a, a good time right now, too, because I think there are things that we don't realize. They are ultimately pretty easy to do. I mean, if you're lying in bed at night and you simply make that forgiveness call, it can be a matter of a few seconds. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, I want to mention, too, here, I know Mark Prophet talked, and we shared with you, know, that every time we get irritated or aggravated, I mean, we're making karma. Even with ourselves? Yeah. <laughs> and so you think, well, oh, boy, this is too much. You know, I'm a human being, and, you know, it's mm. going to happen to us, every one of us. You know, quick story, I was at the post office the other day with my daughter, who's 11, and there was, of course, a long line at the post office, oh, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. two clerks, that kind of thing. <laughs> and there was a guy up there that was arguing with the clerk, and everyone could hear it in the, in the room about what he felt was too much postage on something. And this wasn't a 30-second argument. This went on for a long time. <laughs> uh, and I confess I was feeling a little bit irritated that this guy was you know, taking up everybody else's time. And so I just, uh, my daughter said to me, she said, Daddy, you're not getting upset with that man, are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, I would never do that. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just an acknowledgement. It's those little things in life very that subtle. are a test. Now, yeah. what if I could have said, you know, send that man just lots of love, a violet flame of forgiveness. You know, maybe he would have felt better. And he wouldn't have, you know, taken up everybody else's time. You know, these are little things, but the little things add up. Yeah. We don't have to wait for the big test of forgiveness to come to us, although that may come. But it's the little things that we do every single day of our lives that are key to making progress. Try this. It's kind of fun, especially on the little ones. Well, yeah. You, know, you, yeah. Made, you mentioned a story. And just uh, let me share a quickie with you, too. We got um, the, the weather in Salt Lake City last year, last, right after Christmas was so bad that planes couldn't leave, and we were waiting for a plane. And uh, we were then told at some point after a couple hours waiting, we can't fly out tonight. You're going to have to find a place to stay. So everybody's upset. that It's the holiday people coming back, and, and it's just thousands of people just scrambling to get something done. And I'm in line waiting for this clerk, and I could tell she's just getting beaten up left and right by everybody there. They're blaming her for the weather. Mm-hmm. I finally got my turn, and I got up there, and I said, God bless you. I know you're. I know you're working as hard as you can and doing what you can. And boy, this can't be easy right now. She looked at me. She said, "Just a minute." She wrote uh, something on a piece of paper and handed it to me. It was a flight. She, there was a plane leaving that we could get on. And not only did we get on that flight, there were about maybe ten people that were able to get on it. We also got first class. Oh my gosh! And I thought, whoa, that is abundance returning to me. All I did was just try to be nice. Yeah. You know, I can understand. Like you're watching, and, and even stuff. if that didn't happen, oh, look at the gift you gave her. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, wonderful. I mean, it just felt so good to not get caught up in the yeah. in that force field of irritation and irks, irksome circumstance. Was well, it is what it is? Let's go. Let's move on. Yeah, um, good for you. Anyway, so well enough of our personal anecdotes. I think <laughs> up next we're going to hear some more on forgiveness from Mark L. Prophet. So please don't go away. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free, no login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. And yes, indeed, we are back and ready for more from Mark Prophet on the nature, process, and rewards of choosing forgiveness. And you know, Tom, it's always a choice, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, none of what we talk about on this program is ever meant to be forced, but always chosen. Yeah. Well, of course, like any spiritual practice or process or test, free will is always <laughs> a major part. It's like the key part of the equation. Yeah. We can say yes or we can say no, and our decision either way will always be respected by God, the angels, and masters because they respect free will. Indeed, and even if your answer to God's calling is no, he will still forgive you. The real test will come when you have to reckon with your own forgiveness. (laughs) And you know, some of those things for which we struggle most to forgive are things the ascended masters themselves have experienced. That's true. Let us strive to emulate their example and appreciate the fact that there's nothing we've ever seen or done that they haven't already seen or done. Indeed. And the good news is they've obviously been forgiven. So let's allow their example, let their example enlighten our own choice to forgive and be forgiven as well. You know, it's a way of honoring them and flattering them in a good way. (laughs) And as we will hear in the following excerpt, Mark Prophet explains that the greatest flattery, sincere flattery, that we can give to the Ascended Masters is the imitation of the Christ, the imitation of the Master. Let's pick up that thread now. Let us then understand that we must learn how to practice the ritual of forgiveness and be most careful that we, like the old Indians, understand this adage. Until you have walked in a man's moccasin so many moons, be not hasty to judge him. In reality, we should never judge one another because it is most difficult to do unless one has the gift of discerning of spirits and then I think in most cases as in the case of Jesus where he stood by the woman at the well and he looked at her and he said, Thou hast had five husbands and he whom thou now hast is not thy husband. You see, The gift of discerning of spirits is so easy that it's almost juvenile. Once you have this gift, once you have this means of discerning the spirits of another, you can tell with such accuracy exactly what the vibratory action in a person's thought and feeling world is, that there is no question that what you are right. But if you're just practicing imagination, be very careful. 
If you just think that you have this gift and do not actually have it, beware. Because many people are this way. They think they have gifts and don't have them. But be careful how you judge. Even if you have the gift of discerning the spirits, and someone comes before you as Mary Magdalene came before Jesus, and you see all these seven devils around these people, be very careful. You are still dealing with the son and daughter of God. See them in their rightful place. See them perfect. See them pure. See them holy. And you see yourself holy. And you see yourself free. And you yourself prepare the way for the coming of the Lord into your own consciousness. All of us are subject to the same laws and limitations. All of us are subject to the same expansions and identifications with cosmic light and cosmic power. The greatest flattery to the great masters that we can give, and this is not really flattery, it's sincere flattery, is the imitation of the Christ, the imitation of the master. Do any of you suppose in this room that if you imitate Master Moria, Kathumi, Maitreya, Mary the mother of Jesus, or any of the great cosmic beings, do you suppose that you do them harm? Are you robbing them of some of their virtue? No. Just be careful. I remember several years ago meeting one lady and discoursing with her who fell into the illusion that the masters were playing hide-and-seek with her constantly. May I assure all of you here that they have better things to do? The woman would say, Did you notice Moria smiling at me behind the flower vase? Kathumi's over here behind the curtain. And you should see the masters descending all the time into my bedroom. And so one finally developed the feeling that she was up to something. And she was. It was the opposite of guilt by association. It was glorification by identification. In other words, she wanted to identify with the masters and she wanted everyone to believe that she was with the masters and she was very, very devoted to them and they were very devoted to her. And so she felt the need to have these almost lobbies of imagination appearing to her here and there. But in reality, she was as remote from the masters as Tibet is from our town here. Because the masters do not appear just because we want them to. One of the best ways to develop the appearance of the masters in our world is to practice forgiveness to ourselves and others. You see, as long as we hold resentment in our feeling world against any part of life, we have imprisoned energy. And that energy is absolutely not free to move. As I've said before, I say again, one of the smartest tricks in the dark forces little bag of tricks is the idea of getting someone to make a mistake and after they've made the mistake say to them well now you've made it and you've proved how impure and how improper you are so why don't you go all out you've got the excuse now you might as well pay a thousand dollars for what you've done as to pay the hundred for what you've done so go ahead and add more onto it there's no hope for you anyway you're lost that is a lie. And that is an absolute lie. I don't care how many mistakes you've made. Mary Magdalene made as many as anybody ever did on the face of this earth as far as I can understand. And I believe today that she's probably an ascended being. 
You see? So I want to point that out to you, that God has forgiveness in his heart for the sins that we may have committed, for the errors we may have made, or even the errors we may make, either out of ignorance or sometimes out of the light of what we think is knowledge, but it may be completely incorrect. So I want people today to let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid of facing life in this world. Be brave of heart and face life with a full assurance that the laws of karma are the laws as you sow, so shall you reap. And this doesn't just mean I will return to you an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. It means that if you give your cloak to a man that is naked, that it will also return to you and you will wear a garment of the Lord, the garment of the Spirit upon yourself. It means that you receive in return for the evil that you would do, you receive in return for the good that you would do also. And both laws are really aspects of the one law, the law of karma, or the law of recompense, or the law of return. As you sow, so shall you reap. And of course, I think a lot of people are concerned with the conduct of others. And they say to themselves, well, that's all right, I'll forgive him, but he's not going to forgive me, so I think I'll still hold a grudge. You cannot predicate your actions on what the other person does. You have to predicate your actions entirely on what is right in the eyes of God. And forgiveness is always right. It's never wrong. You are never wrong to forgive. Then, you see, you don't dam up anything. You just let the cosmic energy flow right through. Well, you say, what happens to the other guy? Well, dear hearts, you cannot live anyone else's life except your own at a time. So you have to try your best to be all things to all people. You don't have to be a doormat. You don't have to be walked on. You don't have to allow others to walk on you. None of these things are necessary in the ritual of forgiveness. You can be sweet and still hold your ground. You don't have to allow these penny influences to do a million dollars worth of damage in your world. I once had a saying, I still have it, you don't have to use a stick of dynamite to blow your nose. <laughs> and basically, this comes right down to that. People who get emotionally unseated over a trifle are generally victims of very gross inferiority complexes. And I do, not, I do not feel angry with those who have these complexes. I pity them. And I pray for their speedy release. But you know the best way you can get rid of an inferiority complex is forgiveness. If you forgive yourself, then you stand just as tall as anybody else. <laughs> He's great, isn't he? He's wonderful. <laughs> you don't need a stick of dynamite to blow your nose. like that. You know, uh, as, as I was listening uh, again this time, I was reminded of uh, one of those basic cosmic principles that what we see in others, we strengthen in ourselves. Mm. You know, that if we perceive in somebody else a fault, uh -huh. we're probably not maybe conscious of this, but we're probably 
if we were tuned in, realizing that that's a fault we have in ourselves or we perceive it to be in ourselves. That's right. It's a mirror, isn't it? Yeah, it's a mirror. Well, you know, that brings up the whole teaching on the Immaculate Conception, so to speak, or the Immaculate Thought. Like, you know, Mother Mary sees us as we are, as we can be in the purity of God within us. She doesn't see our imperfection. And, you know, it's like people will rise to your expectations. And even if mentally or in your heart you see them at a higher level, that gives them an impetus or a boost. Whereas mm-hmm. if you mentally criticize them, not to mention verbally, that takes their energy down. Right. So, you know, we do impact others. Even if we don't verbalize them, if we think them, we can either hurt them or help them. You know, I think let, let's, let's kind of make a note that when we get to our last segment on the Q&A coming up soon, we might want to revisit this idea of the Immaculate Concept because it is something that we all can practice. Yeah. Yeah, so, well, anyway, up next, and thank you, Sid, for that, (laughs) Um, Sid Bennett fields our usual barrage of questions, and we hope he'll forgive us if we ask an occasional silly one. (laughs) Please don't go away. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, hosted by Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. If you have a question or comment about our series, please send your emails to webradio at tsl.org. That's webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to The Open Door. You know, if we could see time going by, it would be a blur, wouldn't it? It would be. Every week we do this, and it's just amazing to me how fast it goes. Well, anyway, we are um, now about to embark on our usual voyage into Q&A land <laughs> with uh, Sid Bennett uh, today on the subject of forgiveness. Okay. Now, one of the greatest examples of forgiveness we could ever have was Jesus on the cross, forgiving those who condemned him to such a completely undeserved and agonizing death. That takes real mastery, doesn't it? Well, not only does it take mastery, Tom, but I think it was an example for us. You know, Jesus told us to forgive, what, seven times 70 or whatever it was exactly, how important forgiveness was and to repeat it over and over again. And here he took this opportunity 
on the cross to demonstrate forgiveness. Because if anyone could feel a sense of injustice about what happened to them, it could have been Jesus, obviously, because it wasn't his karma to die on the cross. And so maybe he was showing us by example, and especially think of those things which, you know, we talk about as being the quote-unquote unforgivable sins, the, the abuse of women, of children, of whatever it is, of murder, of this the heinous crimes committed mm-hmm. against people. And there are individuals that have these horrible things that, you know, they said, I can never forgive. And yet Jesus here is giving a demonstration that he could forgive. It certainly wasn't his karma. He could forgive. We need to follow that. But I think there's more than just being godlike to this. As Mark Prophet talked about, it's freeing you. It's letting you go. I mean, I think we've all known people that have had some traumatic thing happen in their lives caused by someone else, and that becomes the focal point of their entire life. They can never let go of it because the pain is so great. But when you realize when you do that, you're making a God of that person and that act, and you're centering your life around that. And God said, you know, have no other gods before me. I'm not saying it's easy to forgive these unforgivable sins, but for your own freedom and your own liberation, your peace of mind, if you can forgive, and if you can't forgive the outer, so to speak, of the individual, forgive their soul, because their soul is in agony for having done these things. And if you forgive them, then they can maybe have the opportunity to balance that karma. And as I mentioned earlier, you know, they have the karma. God's not going to give them a get-out-of-jail-free pass. They're going to have to resolve that at some point in their existence. But leave that up to God and, and, and give all these things to God and know that God loves you. And as you forgive, there can be tremendous healing. And I know it's not easy, but it can happen if you're willing to try. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this reminds me of what we were talking about a couple of segments back, the relationship uh, between forgiveness and karma, mm-hmm. that sometimes those acts that we experience that we find difficult to forgive may have been a turning of the tables. Isn't it possible that... Well, it's very possible, and of course we don't know, but, you know, uh, you know, the question people always ask, why do bad things happen to good people? Well, you have to realize that some of the karma we're dealing with, especially now, may go back not only tens of thousands of years, but hundreds of thousands of years. And it's just, for whatever reason, it's cycling around right now. So there may be things that we've all done that we would never do again by God's grace, but the karma is still there. And so that's why some of these things do occur and happen to us. And so, again, you know, how do we be free of these things? You know, if you don't forgive, what happens when you pass from the screen of life and you, have, you haven't forgiven someone, then you have a tie to them, a very strong tie. Yeah. And so when you come back, you've got to revisit them. <clears throat> You know, and if, you know, if, until you forgive them, you're going to have to interact with that person, if not in this life, then in another lifetime. So if you want to be free of that, you've got to let go and forgive. Uh, otherwise, they're going to keep coming up in your life. And, you know, the same thing occurs, what happens if you forgive and they don't, so to speak? Yeah. You know, well, yeah. do you want to keep re-embodying and see, meeting them over and over again? You can't control what they do, but you can control what you do. And you can be free even if they're not. I'll take you guys back to, uh, a couple of months to a show we did on uh, reincarnation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was, um, I don't remember who it was particularly, but it was, a, it was um, Al Capone. Yeah. And in a previous life, he had been almost canonized yeah. for being good. Um, but the, one of the themes that throughout his many, many lifetimes was this lack of forgiveness, or this lack of resolution of a psychological issue that was way, way back in in, in his very many, yeah. many lives. Yeah. And that the result of that lack of um, forgiveness resolution kept coming back. And it kept kind of forcing him into situations where he had to make that choice again. I find it just fascinating that we probably all are in that boat. You know, I, I heard a teaching here, in fact, this morning, 
And the teaching with this was that every, okay, every, not most, <laughs> every psychological sickness began with the failure to forgive some part of life. Wow. You know, think about that. So we, we all have that burden. That bears repeating, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, every psychological sickness began with failure to forgive some part of life. Wow. You know, and this is why we have to, you know, pray for forgiveness for all we've done in the past that we don't even know about. This is why the violet flame is so important. It literally can transmute and repolarize the negative energy we've sent out in embodiments tens of thousands of years ago. Right. It can balance that karma. Some things we have to experience at a physical level, but other karmas we can balance using the violet flame. I mean, you know, it burdens me to think of the pain I have may have caused other parts of life and God by my actions. And so that's an incentive for me, not only to try and forgive others, but to give the violet flame. Because I can sort of repolarize that negative energy. I can right the wrong. You know, history can be changed. That's a great point. Yeah. If we're willing to try it. So this becomes a momentum in your life. Not only a momentum of balancing karma, but it's a momentum of freedom that comes from balancing the karma and freedom from those ties at a human level, you know, with interaction of other people. I just can't forgive my ex-husband or my ex-wife <laughs> or, you know, whatever. Right. Be free of that. Because if you don't get yourself free... You're going to re-embody and marry him again until you get free. Oh so God. this is not only the way of God. That's <laughs> a can scary tell you, thought. It's enlightened self-interest. It's yeah. freedom Indeed. if we choose to embrace it. And when Jesus died on the cross, I don't know if we're still in the first question. We are. <laughs> you know, he set the example. Yeah. It's in our interest to forgive and work at it. And yeah. as I said, as you mentioned, I think, or we mentioned at the beginning, you know, it's a, it's a process. No. You know, this pain is not going to go away, but God will work with you as you give it to him, and you forgive the soul. You, don't, you aren't forgiving the act, so to speak, in, in the sense of getting them, a, a, as I said, a, a, a free pass on this, but you're letting go of it. And God will heal you. God will bring wholeness to you. God will restore what this person or persons have taken from you if you allow it to happen. That is the solution. Yeah. And you know, Sid, all forgiveness demonstrates mastery, all of it. <laughs> uh, even in the small things. So we should never overlook an opportunity to forgive, should we? I mean, any, any little thing that happens Every to us in the day. course of the day. You know, how do you gain mastery? Yeah. How do you become an adept on the spiritual path? Well, you know what? This is where it starts, with the little things day by day. You know, if, if your wife changes the setting on the toaster when you've asked her so many times not to do that, you know, you, know, you, just, you don't, just watch that sense of irritation. Yeah. You know, come to, but, you know, it's, it's a joke at one level, but yeah. these jokes on us, if we allow these things we get to cause power. us to make karma, you yeah. know, I mean, you have to laugh at it a little bit, the human condition. But again, don't, as, you know, Mark Prophet said, if you make a mistake, just you can immediately call on the law of forgiveness and do mm-hmm. 10 minutes of violet flame or right the wrong or turn the toaster setting back to where she likes it or whatever you need to do to balance that karma. Yeah. But, you know, this is how we come, become an adept. It's these little things. And it, the problem is, as Mark mentioned, you know, in unguarded moments, we get into trouble. So don't look at the mundane parts of life as anything other than that test that God has given us for that day. Well, you know, yeah. one of the paths that we've been offered by the Ascended Masters for this overcoming is this idea that Mark Prophet mentioned, sincere flattery. You know, the, um, he told us that the sincerest form of flattery is to imitate Jesus and the masters. And that's really good advice. Well, not only is it good advice, but it really helps in terms of getting perspective on life and in being happy. You know, I mentioned, if you are unable to forgive, you're not a happy person. <laughs> you know, you can never be happy until you're truly happy until you reach that point of forgiveness. Yeah. You know, as the masters have talked about, we've talked about the book Imitation of Christ, 
as keeping by your bedside as so key to understanding the path of Christhood. And when you look at this, understand, of course, the, this book is written in a, tense, a sense of Jesus as the Christ, which of course he is, but we think of it in terms also as our own Christ self speaking to us. And when he speaks about it, their unworthiness and so forth, they're talking about their human consciousness, not their God presence. Right. But what it does, it helps you sort of your set of your sail and your perspective when you face things. You know, do I really have to defend my ego? You know, every chant, every time there's the slightest offense to it. You know, there are people that live that way. Oh, yeah. Don't you dare offend my ego. Know. You know what? Is it really a big thing in the scheme of things? It doesn't make us doormats, as Mark Prophet said. We stand for the truth. We stand for the dignity of our Christ selves. But you know what? Let's not sweat the small things. They just, yeah. they, they take the joy of life from us. Yeah. They do. Uh, Sid, let's talk a little bit about the impact of a lack of forgiveness on our health on all levels. It's really toxic, isn't it? Oh, you know, it's, it's toxic beyond bad food, I can say that. Yeah. Um, you know, it blocks the flow of light in your being. And when it blocks the flow, then there's sickness. There can't be the cleansing, the purification, the letting go, mm-hmm. you know, the surrender unto God. It's not a passivity. It's an active thing that you do is when you forgive. And if you don't, as I said, it builds up in your body. It manifests as physical illness, and you know what? You're just going to re-embody, and that same thing's going to come back in full force. And you can see what happens is people will repeat these things over and over and over again. They get a momentum on it. They don't try and do anything about it, and it'll go on ad infinitum until God says, you know, enough's enough. You run out of time. So, again, if you want to be free of whatever is a burden in your life right now, forgive, surrender, and call to God to help you with this. Because you don't want to hold on to it. You want to let it go. Let God deal with the other person or situation or whatever it is. You be who you are in God. And you don't have yourself to. and move on. And you don't even have to know the specifics of, of something to do a violet flame forgiveness sort of a call, do you? I mean, you just... You just, just call violet flame. Because you know, we don't know the ancient karma. And so no. Forth. And that reminds me, Terry, you know, we, we mentioned briefly a minute ago about what do you do when the other person won't forgive. Right. Well, you certainly... Ask them to be saturated with the violet flame till their heart kind of softens a little bit. Because, you know, they're a soul of God, too, and you want them to have um, forgiveness at some point. Um, you, know, yeah. the, 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 you know, we have examples of two ascended masters, the ascended master Lanello and the ascended master Godfrey, who right. are embodied as Saladin mm-hmm. and also um, Richard the Lionhearted. Okay? And they fought a war against each other. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now they're both ascended masters, so we can forgive and move on. And friends. And you know what? <laughs> I love this. God will for- remember your sins no more. I know. That's so amazing. Well, you know, feeling unforgiven and unworthy are two of the following's favorite tools for separating us from our light. How do we combat these strategies? You know, again, it's understanding who we are, acknowledging we've made mistakes, we have sinned, Maybe as <clears throat> earlier as 15 minutes ago. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But you know what? If we're sincere <laughs> and we me. try, we're going to balance that karma. We're going to self-correct. We're going to try and do things right the next time. And again, little victories build that. Right. Because what will happen is there's a, a force of aggressive mental suggestion. And if you haven't read the Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, oh, read it. <laughs> yeah. Because it's true. Yeah. The demons will continually whisper in your, oh, you're, you're, you know, what a waste you are. You know, you've done all these things wrong. You know the truth, and you still still can't do the right thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I got to tell you a real quick story. Years ago, when I was new to the path, I, I I was vulnerable to this aggressive mental suggestion, and you know what happened was I actually heard a voice once. You know, not an audible voice, but you know, you heard these things. Your mind said, "You're the worst person in the world." 
Ooh. And you know what? And I had to laugh. Suddenly they'd gone too far. They yeah. overplayed their hand. You know, I, I was buying it up to Dan, but I said, <laughs> you know, I know I got my story coming, but I don't think I'm the worst person in the world. <laughs> so don't be vulnerable to that because you are worthy. God in you is worthy. That's right. great, great, right. great point. Sid, you know, we're coming up close to the end of the show. And is there anything more you want to say about forgiveness before we uh, bring the show to a close? You know, Mark Prophet said it's the greatest law of the universe. And I think if we understand that, we will experience a freedom we may not have known for literally tens of thousands of years, not to mention this embodiment. Wow. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is key. It's key to our own progress, the progress of others, and to be happy. We want to be happy, then forgive and right. work on your mastery and being that instrument of love, not of irritation, not of anger, not of reaction, defending your ego or somebody else, mm-hmm. but be in the dignity of the Christ forgiving and trusting in the good Lord, not only for your care and that of your family, but for the other individual as well. You know, we know that all things work together to good, that them that love God are called according to his purpose. And we are, and forgiveness is a key part. It's the beginning of your path of sainthood. Wow. Being, becoming godlike. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, as we... Um Note again, for the umpteenth time, another hour has simply evaporated. I know. Um, and it's time to wrap things up. I want to thank you, Sid, again for your eloquence. Um, it's always so appreciate, you know, appreciated and, and clear, and I hope that people who are listening you know, really kind of get that the core of this message is that forgiveness is not only possible, but it's demanded of us if we're going to continue on a spiritual path. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, uh, and you yeah. folks out there, we want to thank you, too, for joining us. And if you have any questions or concerns, like you've heard me say before, <laughs> send them to us at webradio at tsl.org. Webradio at tsl.org, and we'll do our best to answer you promptly. We will indeed. And in the meantime, remember, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. God bless you, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you again for joining us this week for The Open Door. This program is broadcast live every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on 7th Wave Network. For more information about The Open Door and the Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website at www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.